You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. Hi, I'm Superbose. Welcome to this Future Net Zero podcast. This is the next in our series with Water Plus. And in this episode, we'll be looking at the successes you can do, the actual examples of what you can do with water and carbon reduction. And, you know, this is the thing that we really feel is very important because the more you do regarding carbon reduction directly, you will really see that happening on your bottom line. And as we all know, right now, we're in that troubled world of escalating energy prices. And as Barry, who's joined us again today, said, you know, you've got to see water as part of your energy. Now, what can be done directly in terms of water reduction? Before we talk about some specific examples in today's podcast. Let's just have a recap on some of the simple things people can do, because you talked about grey water, but there are things like restrictors, there are things about stopping ourselves, making sure that we don't leave taps over, simple human behaviours. So can we just start with a bit of kind of what you would say, look, 101 on how to save some water that you could do for your business, what would it be? Yeah, well, you know, the first step is, you know, who had a cup of tea this morning? Who had a cup of coffee? You know, it's a, I, I'm I'm bad for this as well. You know, you get the kettle, even without checking how much water you've put yeah, in your kettle, absolutely. you automatically fill it up to the brim, boil it, take a cup out, come back a couple of hours later, and you know, think about some of the size of organisations and think about how many kettles are in there. You know, so that's that's you know that's as simple as it can get. You know, because once you're you know two kilowatt kettle boiling. <laughs> you know, more more times than day than it has to, you know, so that can be something you can do. You can take that a step further. Businesses can look at instantaneous heaters, something like a, a kind of zip tap or, or similar uh, to that that can really kind of, you know, use the water that you need, you know, is, is ultimately something you can do there. But as you said there, around tap aerators, really, really inexpensive to do. They can, you know, a typical tap will run anything from up to 12 litres a minute. Tap aerators, you know, you can aerate them down to even as low as two litres a minute, you know. Obviously, if you're aerating and lowering that flow, obviously be mindful around things like Legionella. You still need to make sure that your water's flowing through the system properly, but you can really reduce the amount of water that's coming through the taps through really simple measures. Tap aerators, you can get them for a couple of pounds, you know. Most taps come with them now. Uh, flow restrictors, you can look at ultimately reducing the flow around your site reducing the pressure on your site as well and just making sure that you know if a tap's left running it's not going to absolutely flow water out through the gunnels you know it's it's actually reduced a little bit as well i quite like the ones where you just tap it once the water flows and and then that stops those are really easy ways of making sure you don't have that drip 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 or the the tap that's left running in in the bathroom or or the kitchen isn't it for, for a commercial property yeah, and it's, it's funny what you say there because, you know, it's a, in some airports as well, you go in and you see people doing so annoying, kind, of, Barry. kind of dance around the taps, trying to figure out every washing or every yeah, drying. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, and that just comes with that missing engagement piece because they put these things in without any communication on the wall to tell you how to actually operate them. And that's the thing. You get to the stage where you're you're having to kind of retrain people how to use a tap. And that's why things like simple aeration, where, you know, it's the, the tap is still the tap and it functions as a tap. It's just you're using less water with that simple functionality. You know, the simple kind of old school, you hit it, it runs for like 
90 seconds and then it stops. I don't know what they're called, but you, the technical term you'll know. But yeah, yeah, percussion tap. Yeah, and yeah, it's, they're, uh, they're just the easiest things to put in. Absolutely, and it's you know, and they're simple to replace as well or service. You know, and if it's a a tap with a electrical elements in it. You know, it has to be, you know, you have to follow the wee regulations as well because it's an electrical item, you know, so that's another well, your thing. Advice be, well. you know, your advice is think of the simplest thing sometimes. Let's not get overwhelmed by kind of something smashing. Don't get me wrong. I, I fully believe in innovation, technology, absolutely love it. But, you know, keep things simple, you know, keep things simple. And that's, and that's why I always kind of push back to people are like, what can we do with water? And I'm like, have you read your meter? You know, ultimately, do you know where your water meter is? Have you read it? Do you know how much water you use daily on that site? Do you know the water you've used yesterday? How does that kind of compare to last week, one day last week? So you ask a lot of these questions to people and people don't know. You know, they just want to go ahead and put in some technology that people see and come in. And it's like, don't forget the basics. Never forget the basics, you know. Let's talk about, you know, the subject today of some examples. Now, all those things you just mentioned now, you know, these taps and putting in things and the, the, the water heating system instead of a kettle. Is that sort of something that you guys can help with? Because that's the other thing. People go, okay, it sounds good. I want to save water. Water plus, you just do my bills. But what you're trying to show, I suppose, is that you will help them to cut back as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we don't want to just be a, a transactional water retailer you know so I work within the advanced services team and we're a kind of team of specialists you know from myself it comes very much from an energy environmental background we've got people that work in network background we've got operations managers that work in the in the, in, in the leak detection and really advanced kind of leak detection as well to water treatment and we'll we'll support you throughout that you know so we've got a team that can really work with you it's a partnership approach you know we want to we want to supply you with water we want to make sure you've been efficient with water we want to make sure you've got security of supply and that you're compliant in terms of, of trade effluent and stuff as well because ultimately the more compliant you are with trade effluent the lower the carbon impact has around that as well you know so we, we want to help people and if it's very much about finding the right solution as we'll we'll find out what you need you know and we'll make sure that's what we want how, you how to, do we do deliver. how do we go how does a customer go back and we'll just give you a call and go look guys i'm concerned about my water bills they're really going up will you come and do an audit how does it work Barry? yeah so you know we just need to speak to us you know every single user is different you know if you've got a, a small shop owner that is concerned about his water consumption he has a, a toilet and a tap you know that that wouldn't really warrant sending somebody out to do a water audit you know what would what we'd prefer to do is give them some information over the phone and give them the ability to to analyze it themselves you know so if they Again, it's down to meter reading, you know, and what we can advise people is to do a drop test on the meter. So turn off the first point of isolation, check the water meter. The water meter should stop. However, if you turn off the first point of isolation and the water meter still turns, you've potentially got a leak between the water meter and your first valve, you know. So it's things like that we can advise over the phone pretty much just to make sure people are at least moving in the right direction. If we find they've got a leak underground, then, you know, we can we can organise to get a team out there to look at it, you know, if that's what we want to do. So it's, it's about giving people that initial kind of triage of advice because a lot of businesses will say, right, okay, yep, here's a, here's a quote for us to come out and do leak detection and 
we'll send a, send a free person team out there to do it, but they might not need that. You know, they might just need a little bit of simple guidance. And that's, that's, more, that's, that's more efficient for us as well. And it's more efficient for them and probably more cost effective for them. What are you doing to guarantee that, you know, someone who has an issue like that and says, can I have some phone triage? They'll be able to speak to someone or, or, or online, whatever yeah, it is. So for, for advanced services, for our department, you're, you're, the best way is to email. We've got somebody that mans the inbox daily, you know, and there's a, five or six of us will have a, a look at that inbox throughout the day. You know, just make sure if your email is in, give us your details. And we'll make sure somebody gets back in touch with you. Let's talk about some specific examples. I know you have some today. So can you talk us through some businesses that you guys have helped to actually kind of really cut down, A, their water use and, and so their carbon reduction as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually ran a, we ran a competition. We ran a water efficiency competition. We kind of invited people to, you know, tell us in a, a certain amount of words, you know, what you would benefit from and, and why we should kind of look at you for water efficiency. So it was actually the Linlithgow Rugby Club that, that ended up winning that competition. And what we did with that was we, we had a look at our site because they, on match days and stuff, you know, where people are using showers and taps and just using quite a lot of water for such a small club. So we installed uh, water efficient shower heads, water efficient taps, put some flow restrictors on that site as well. And we ended up actually reducing their consumption by 36%, you know, which is quite good. They've, they've seen a big uh, difference to their ongoing running costs as well. And, you know, they feel as if they're doing a little bit more for the environment by having that stuff in place. When you talk about 36%, you probably don't have the figures in terms of finance, but that sounds pretty significant financial saving as well as obviously there'll be a, a, a carbon saving, won't there? Yeah, so the carbon saving, you know, for every for every cubic metre of water saved, there's 0.149 kilograms of, of, of carbon saved for supply water and 0.272, I believe, for every kind of cubic metre of wastewater. You know, in terms of what that financially saved them, I don't have that in front of me, but, you know, you can assume the 36% of water saved you know you've, you're getting a very similar reduction in terms of what our carbon impact would have been to start with you know so in that again that's just for supply water and the wastewater taken away so if we consider the other carbon associated with however heating their water and their showers yeah. you know that, that itself also has that kind of added benefit you know if we look at you know that was a sort of a sort of prize that you've done and, and, and that that was great but what about kind of daily examples of kind of how you've helped business have you got anything like that you can talk about yes yeah, so this is daily this is this is what what the team does daily you know so what what we try and do and what we we work with many people is it's it's, it's kind of data driven you know so what i mean by that is that data from automatic meter readers so we can see right daily flow rates, what we call a nightline. So it's different to energy. Quite often with energy, you'll have a baseline consumption through the night for of operating course. plant yeah. and everything else. Whereas water, unless you've got cooling towers or, or a kind of specific need for overnight consumption, you shouldn't really be using much water when you're, when you're not there. So we have a, a kind of portal that sets alarms so if we've got constant flow alarms, you know, that's when we will end up talking either the customer managing it themselves and we send them alarms or we also look at it as well. So either from looking at meter readings 
AMR or AMR alarms, we call that a kind of data-driven exception. So that's when we know that we've got something something wrong there. So I wouldn't name name businesses, but we've had no, I get that. Business, businesses that have been, you know, using 4,000 litres of water an hour, you know, without them really knowing. However, when we've installed alarm systems, you know, that's that's flagged straight away. Some businesses, you know, we've not been taking any meter readings. We just they get their bill at the end of the month and they just assume, oh, water's quite expensive, <laughs> you know, when, when, when it's not, you know, and it's, it's not until you start to question and challenge what that baseline consumption should be, what does good look like. There's other things as well, such as, a water intensity figure you know so if you've got a couple of sites you know the sites might be different shapes and sizes but what you can do is you can put an intensity figure based on square footage so or square meters you know how many cubic meters are you using per square foot you know then that's comparable across your other sites so you might have a small shop and a distribution center boy actually find as a small shops actually less efficient than water per per square foot you know so it's about what drives that that kind of exception. Once we find that there's there's something wrong with site, what we'll generally do, as I said before, we'll talk about doing like a kind of drop test in the meter to check with supply integrity to make sure there's no underground leak from the meter to the to the first point of isolation. If there is a leak, then you know we'll get a leak detection team there to do. I don't know if you've ever seen them. It's, it's you know use listening sticks. You're basically oh, checking it's, it's, what, a listening sticks. That sounds a listening stick, yeah. So yeah. You, literally listening uh, to water fittings to check for noise, and uh, yeah, once they, they find it, right? Okay, we've got noise here. So this is this so point the noise here. Mean, a noise means a leak, does it, or something? Yeah, like that. yeah, absolutely. So the noise <laughs> is just kind of highlighting we have a leak, and you know, and this is a tried and tested test. And, and again, it's back to that point of you know, yes, we can do correlation we can do sonar but you know you're talking about a leakage technician with a stick using their ear and experience you know so you're back to that if you keep things simple sometimes that can be can ultimately be the best you know so it does involve us right okay here here we go we think there's a leak here we'll dig down nine times out of ten they find it you know some <laughs> of the guys we do I, I think they almost smell leaks you know it's, uh, <laughs> it's 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 amazing to watch it really is so we do a lot of that we have a lot of successes we'll have teams out on site today you know looking for leaks and you know, when they do find it you know the leak is fixed what we also do is we try and make sure customers are aware that there's there's allowances we should be applying for so if they have a leak they should yeah. also be ap applying for a leak allowance because, you know, your water, your water bill is based on your supply water. And then there's the assumed value of it wastewater as around about 95% of the water taken away because your wastewater isn't metered. It's just based on 95% of your supply water. However, if you've got an underground leak because that wastewater, it's went to the ground, it's went into the, the subsoil, you know, it's not went back into the water network, you know, so that's another thing to consider. So we, we, we have really good successes with, 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 with finding leaks, you know, so I think in the five, first, first five months of this year, you know, it's 255 million litres of water that we alone have stopped. And that's just in the first five months of this year. And if you think about since January 2021, We've saved over 500 tonnes of carbon. So this year, 100 tonnes of carbon since January last year, uh, 500 tonnes of carbon basically in wastewater that we've we've helped stop through leak detection, repairs, 
So as we sort of wrap this up, I suppose the real thing is there are some basic things to do as a business, which are, first of all, you know, get measuring is the first thing, obviously. And then absolutely. But in terms of kind of, you know, the, the way that businesses look at it, I suppose what you're saying is find out why your bill is high. Look for the reasons, because as you say, Water is one of those things, you know, it's a substance that can suddenly leak. A little drip inside a wall could be costing you thousands a year. You have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a, a continual drip, you know, can be seven, eight hundred pounds a year, you know. Wow. So if, wow. if you have, if you, you know, and that's, that's just a, a drip, you know, it's if you think about it, a thousand litre water, how quickly can that disappear, you know, without you knowing about it? Quicker than you think, quicker than you think. So, yes, absolutely. Know what your bill is. Compare your bill to this time last year, this time last month, you know. Set up a tracker, you know, so you've got to know what good looks like. You know, self-audit, get in touch with us, you know, if you're... If you're a bit kind of confused where to start, we'll give you a couple of things to help start with. You know, just get in touch with us. Barry, thanks so much for joining us again today. I think it's really important for us to all have a look at water. And that's one of the reason I, I really wanted us to do this, these podcasts with you guys, because it's one of those things that, you know, like you say, we often, we take it for granted. We think there's nothing we can do about it. We also think it's not as sophisticated as the energy market. And you've proved over these couple of podcasts that all those things are untrue. Barry, thanks very much for your time joining us. No problem. I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. You have been listening to a promoted podcast from Future Net Zero. Thanks for listening to this Future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com.